What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast, brought to Amazon City Rocks, where Rock Metal Thrive. Happy to everybody. It is May 25th. Yes, 5th. And I got a great show for you today. So, this band, you've heard the term futuristic goth music? Kevin, what the heck is that? Well, you're going to find out with this band. The band is called Modern Mimes, and I got to talk to their from an Adi all about the band. We talk about certain things, you know fun stories that she had, different things with concert come back, the creation of the futuristic goth sound. And then we started diving deep into their song, Seek and Hide. But what ended up happening was a little bit about the song, but a lot about the writing process, the idea behind the song, and just how music connects to us. And again, the perfect quote from that Art decorates space, but music decorates time and how impactful music can be. It just, if you ever wanted the confirmation on that quote, this is the podcast for you. It is utterly beautiful with how much we talk about this stuff. You will come away understanding what it's like to listen to this music, what it's like to feel this kind of music. And not only that, but you're also going to understand why you connect with so much music that you connect with already. So are you ready? Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, another, another, another very special, special guest because, well, they're all special guests in my book. These bands are amazing, so we're going to keep it rolling. Found out about this band through Miss Sean O'Donnell. Again, thank you, Shauna, for sending me the email on this band with their latest song called Seek and Hide Out Now. This band is going to be playing at Rockfest in 2021 at Cadott, Wisconsin, and my plan is to be there for that show because I want to see them play live. So please welcome Adi from the band Modern Mime. So Adi, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on as well. Uh, what's life like right now in you know your neck of the woods down in Florida? It is freaking hot. It is too hot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, we enjoy uh, the heat around here and uh, the beach, even though we don't get to go too often. My day job is actually right by the beach. And I think it's been maybe over a year since I've been there. <laughs> and you can see the beach every single day while you work. It's like, man, I wish I could go out there and just hang out for a bit. But this glass, it's it's keeping me from it. No. Yeah, I'm just like all work, you know, I'm, I'm a woman of many hats. So it's like, if it's not, you know, doing my day job, I'm working on the music. If it's not that I'm baking vegan cupcakes. And like, I just do a bunch of things. So. Oh, I totally understand that too. Cause there's plenty of times I'm thinking, I wish I'd go out and do some more stuff. I wish I'd go out here. I should, you know, maybe go downtown and have a couple of drinks with my friends that just on a random day, but it's always wake up in the morning, go to my full-time job, then usually go to the gym right after and then come home and then just do this and then sleep for like four or five hours maybe and just do it all over again. But then when the weekend comes, you take the full-time job out of there and all the time gets replaced by doing stuff like this. So I totally understand where you're coming from. I feel you on that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll put it this way. It At times it does seem like it sucks, but you know this is what we want to do with life, especially me with podcasts, you with Modern Mimes as well. So why not just roll with it? Why not just focus on it? Because as time goes on, we get to that point where, you know, we're old, you know, life, we're on the back nine of life, probably on like whole 16 or 17. We're looking back. We want to be thinking, man, I'm so glad I did all this stuff and tried all this stuff instead of saying, man, I wish I would have done all this stuff. Exactly. And, and you know, we're, we're getting to that point where we're like, 
a little bit older than <laughs> younger uh, in this industry. So it's like, all right, it's now or never. So like, we're really kind of just like investing all that we can right now and, and see what happens. And hopefully like the music reciprocates and people resonate with it and, um, and go from there, you know, because we're not getting any younger. <laughs> No, and especially coming out of a pandemic as well, too, it's kind of it feels like there's an openness that's going to be out there due to the fact that, yes, everyone's going to be able to go back out and see live shows. We're going to see so many other bands releasing new music, including yourself as well. So it seems like there's going to be just an influx and there's going to be so many people paying attention to it because of what we missed out on the past year that it's going to just take, you know, a small group of people here and there just to catch fire just to get catch a hit from something when it comes to just okay now they're just blowing up on spotify all of a sudden they have a youtube music video that just goes nuts or a song that just hits on sirius x and octane or somewhere else and next thing you know all of a sudden you know you're on these festival lineups and you start seeing your name kind of start climbing up the board all of a sudden 2024 2025 rolls around and all of a sudden you're seeing the headliner and then all of a sudden boom there's your name right under it that's what we're hoping for man that's what we're hoping for i mean this has been such a strange year for everybody or 2020 of course but um but yeah, man, we've just been trying to stay busy, as busy as possible. And it's strange when it's your music's just living uh, virtually, you know, and just online because um, you can't get that one on one reaction of having the audience and like us as artists and musicians, like we feed off of that so much. So it's kind of been uh, depressing on top of, you know, the depressing year that we had, but just not being able to kind of like have that connection with people in a live setting. So it's like, it's just super exciting to get back out there um, this year and things are starting to somewhat go back to normal, you know, and uh, everybody's getting the vaccine and all this and that. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, personally, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I, I'm not sure if I want to get it. I'll put it this way, Addy. Very fair enough. It all depends upon what you feel like when it comes to the vaccine. I mean, I'm no doctor. I'm no expert. I, I'm a... When it comes to my full-time job, I look at health insurance rates and process a bunch of that stuff to make money. And then on the other side, I do all this music stuff and I talk to artists. So when it comes to a medical opinion, I mean, mine is pretty much as good as probably, you know, the person that lives three doors down from me. I even If he's a doctor, then, I, then I'm definitely, you know, not in the right there. But honestly, we're all adults. It's kind of up to you at this point. From the day we're shooting this, I'm actually getting my second dose the next morning. And my biggest reason was because I'm not necessarily sure what's going to happen with, okay, I want to go to a bunch of different shows. I want to go to a bunch of different venues. I want these things to open up. And what happens if all of a sudden someone says, oh, because of insurance purposes, we're not letting anyone in that doesn't have the vaccine. It's like, well, I want to make sure I can go to shows. So that's kind of where my head was at. Right. But when it comes to people not wanting it because they're hesitant on it, I totally understand it. I'm totally aware of it. And again, you're an adult. Why should I, why should my opinion on what you should and shouldn't do really matter? Right. All right. Yeah. No, to like to each his own. I respect everybody who decides to get it. And those that don't, um, for me, it's, it's more for like medical reasons because actually when I was younger, I had a reaction to having two vaccines together, which probably was a little bit of an issue to begin with. I don't think they were supposed to give me two at the same time. Um, but then I got sick. Uh, shortly after that. And so it's kind of like one of those things that I kind of got to teeter carefully on because I don't know, I could be one of those people that 
have a bad reaction to it and it could be a fatal thing. So it's like, I'm still kind of not sure, but at the same time, it's like, we're getting ready to go back out on the road. And uh, I'm a huge germaphobe. So I'm like, this is like the worst time for a germaphobe <laughs> to be uh, living. So it's just like, all right, we've well, got to weigh out my options here and figure out what what's the right uh, thing for me to do. And that makes sense as well, because when people are getting asked about, oh, you getting the vaccine or not, people say yes or no. It depends on what side of the fence you're on. If you did get it or you don't, not going to get it. People are always like politicizing. It's like, oh, why aren't you getting it? Why are you getting, oh, all this stuff. No, if, if people aren't going to get it or people are going to get it, I, I get it. We're adults. If they have a reason and just let hear out their reason, because it might be something like you said, where all of a sudden you could, if you've had reactions to it in the past, you might have a reaction. I was a little hesitant when I first heard about because every time I'd get the flu shot, I stopped getting it after a while because it was every year I got it. I'd get the flu within like a month and a half after, but every year I didn't get it. I wouldn't get the flu. So I'm just like, what do I want to do here? But again, it's just all up to personal preference at this point. And I get that people want to politicize it. But then again, remember, we're all adults here. Exactly. Let, let everyone make their own decisions. We, we've we gotten to the point where we should be mature enough to just be like, hey, that's your decision. Totally cool. That's your decision. Totally cool. Why are we trying to just like force everyone to do what we want them to do? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it seems like we probably go down that road at some point. I could imagine uh, already, you know, with the, the airlines and stuff like that, I'm sure they'll try and make it a, a point to make sure people are vaccinated before they um, fly. But I mean, I know there's been talks about that, but I know that they haven't uh, inflicted that yet. Um, so I don't know. It's just a matter of just like waiting it out and seeing uh, what happens, what the, the government decides to do as far as like, you know, making us get the vaccine uh, to travel or not. Uh, Cause that could definitely be something that makes me get it. Cause <laughs> obviously I have to travel as a musician. Yeah. One other way to put it too is, is like between me and my best friend as well, when it comes to the political spectrum, me and my best friend, we're very far off from each other. Like, like he's very, very, very left. I'm more center, a little bit leaning bit more right. That's just kind of how it is. But when it came to the vaccine, it's like, I've gotten it. I talked to him. He's like, I'm not going to get it unless it becomes inconvenient for me not to have. And I'm just like, cool, whatever. Yeah. That's your decision. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. So I'm pretty sure if it's like, you know, you're going to have to have it to travel. You have to have it to get out on an airplane. You're going to have to have it do this, that, this, that. It becomes an inconvenience all of a sudden. More people will get it. But then again, the, uh, people are tr or there's different things going on with local and state governments where they're trying to make sure that that doesn't become a thing where it's like, the government's good. The federal government's going to make it a super duper inconvenience for you if you don't have it, because then we're starting to tat or like teeter on like the uh, the realms of totalitarianship, and that never ends well. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but en enough with about vaccine and politics, because we're not here to talk about vaccine and politics, because uh, there there's enough people talking about that crap. <sighs> so. Uh, this is usually how I start out these podcasts, but even though we're like 10 minutes into this already, I'm going to start out with this now because I would like to start out with this by letting you introduce yourself to the fans, to the crowd as well, by answering three questions. The first two are super duper simple, very easy. So you're going to get through the first 66.7% of these questions really well. The third one though is going to put you on the spot and is always my favorite, of course. So the questions are A or one, what is your name? B, 
when it comes to the band Modern Mimes, what do you do in the band? And then C is my absolute favorite. I want to know a little fun fact or like fun, wacky story about yourself that will hopefully make me fall out of my chair and laugh. And not going to lie, usually the bands that are from Florida usually come up with the most ridiculous ones ever. The one that always stands out in my mind is there's a band that told me a story about when they had someone like new coming to the band. They chloroformed him, took him to the beach and buried him halfway in the sand to make it look like his legs got bitten off by a shark because it was funny. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm the worst when it comes to like coming up with stuff on the spot. I just kind of go like my brain just goes boop, shuts off. Like, what? What story? I don't I don't have one, <laughs> you know. So I'll try and think of something. But I'm Adi, and I am the singer. And occasionally I'll uh, play guitar, but usually not too much on stage behind the scenes. Um, and a funny story uh, or something that I haven't really told anybody. I'm trying to think of. Jeez. Um, trying to think of something here we go i told you like when when i get put on the spot it's you just like it just all uh leaves your your head basically it's like, it's like a deer um, headlight thing it's just like <gasps> yeah actually i do have a funny um tour story i think Ooh, i have yes. told this one before but it's uh it's a good one and it's a uh, very humiliating so we were in uh, <laughs> mississippi <laughs> and we stopped by this little beach area and I sat down, not thinking any, anything of it. I'm wearing these like light blue denim shorts. And we're just like walking around, walking around the whole city area. Then finally we get back in the car. We're on our way to drive home from the tour. Um, I went to the bathroom at least like two times before I noticed this. So like the third time I go to the bathroom, we're at the gas station and I see something weird on the back of my shorts. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's shit. And I'm like, okay, I know I didn't shit myself. <laughs> like, so uh, I sat on bird shit and it literally looked like baby shit, like just massive oh. amounts, like this much <laughs> on my shorts. And this was on my shorts for at least five six hours oh. and I did not notice this and nobody in my van stopped to tell me this either <laughs> so I get back to the car and I'm like oh my god you guys didn't tell me I had shit on my shorts <laughs> and they're like what like we didn't know and, and Ernesto's like just dying to get home so he's like just get come on let's get in the car I'm like I'm not staying with this on my shorts <laughs> like let me change for a second <laughs> but yeah, man, I'll never, uh, I'll never forget that moment. So now that just has me run through my head. What kind of bird could it have been? Cause I'm even thinking about birds here where it's, of course, anytime you see bird crap, it's usually, you know, white just because you're looking at your car. If, I mean, whenever I park outside my parents' house, usually it's under one of the trees that's in front of their house. And all of a sudden I, if, it, if it's in spring or summer, I'll come out next thing, you know, I've got five little white spots on my, uh, on my windshield. I got to take care of I'm like, great. But then there's some that just they, oh man, this is why I hate geese. This is really why I hate geese. <laughs> On top of the fact that they chased me around as a kid and I just do not like them whatsoever. But I have stepped in that like same kind of like geese poop before. And it was just, it did look like baby poop. It was like, maybe, oh man. So it, it might've been a goose. And if it was, you might want to join my team of the people against geese. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know what? And I've had, um, I had a bad experience when I was younger too, where I was uh, at a sweet little lady's house that we always used to come visit every time we came to Florida back when I lived in New Jersey. And I stepped in 
dog shit. Again, didn't realize it for hours. And I used to sit on my feet all the time when I was a little kid. And again, I had shit all over my ass and I like shit trekked around her whole living room and I just felt awful. So I have this thing about, I don't like stepping in the grass <laughs> and this is exactly why. <laughs> so, but yeah, that story, Mississippi, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was like duck poop or something, but there was, I remember seeing a bunch of seagulls there. So I figured maybe it was just like seagull poop. I don't know. It, it could have been, it could have been, but I mean, I'm, I'm gonna try. Why well, I feel like I'm thinking like because I was out at the uh, the beach here on Lake Michigan in Milwaukee the other day just because it was super duper warm out here and I rode my bike down there even though I don't live anywhere close to. It. I'm like, yeah, I'll go down there see what happens. There's people down there and there's just seagulls flying all over the place. So I mean, it easily could have been because of course it's Gulf of Mexico seagull. I mean, that's kind of a stretch there for wordplay, but you know what? It does. It could make sense. But still, the fact of the matter is your band not saying a word about it and letting you have it on your shorts for five to six hours. Yeah, like none of them saw it. None of them noticed. I'm like, how did, how did you guys not see it? <laughs> I was going to say, if they, here's, here's what I've always found. Out. If they notice it and told you, now that's, that's a good friend. If they notice it, didn't tell you and had a lot of fun with it, just by like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know. Now those are best friends right there. But the funny thing is, is that no, none of them noticed it. And there was like this little museum area that we walked into. And I was just thinking about it. I'm like, I had that on my ass the entire time <laughs> when we were in this museum. <laughs> like somebody had to have seen it. And uh, yeah, super embarrassing. <laughs> oh, man, that is OK. That is, that is funny. And uh, hopefully whence what or whence what god look at me talk once touring returns of course what looks like to be in the next like one to two months that when you get to go back out on the road that one of two things happens one either you're more careful where you sit (laughs) on the beach (laughs) or two either anytime you see a bird come your way you just kind of get this evil look in your eye and they just kind of just cower away and fly away because they don't want to mess with you exactly I mean, I mean, that that's the hope. That's what I'm hoping for. But again, touring's going to end up returning. You're going to end up going back out on the road. And who knows, maybe that story is going to end up being even pushed further down the line of funny stories that you've experienced on the road, because who knows what to expect when new things start coming up, when all of a sudden you're able to go back out on the road and see what kind of, especially because you haven't been traveling across the country for over a year at this point, a lot of things could have changed that you didn't know about. In terms of, you know, just, oh, you know, we used to go to this rest stop all the time. And all of a sudden, now they turn into this gigantic-ass McDonald's with an adult play area. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know. Nothing would surprise me at this point. <laughs> me either. I mean, there I had done a little bit of traveling during the pandemic just because I had to go a couple places. There was one that I had to go see. A, my buddy was getting married out in Erie, Pennsylvania. So me and two, three of my friends, we took like an eight-hour drive out there. And just like some of the stuff we saw on the side, we were just like, what the heck? Where are we? And then all of a sudden we realized we were in Ohio. So it made a lot more sense. Uh, I actually, I don't think I've been to Ohio yet, um, which we're going, we have a show there May 29th. So it'll be my first time there, but I I hear that uh, there's not too much going on there. Oh, darn. I was like May 29th. And I was thinking, man, I was wishing you were going to say like Indianapolis or something because I'm going to be in Indy for the 500 that same weekend. I was like, oh, man, maybe I could like break away from my group. Be like, all right, I'm going to go see a concert, guys. See ya. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I think uh, we're working on possibly stopping in Indianapolis. So 
Well, if it's, look out for that. <laughs> if it's if it's if it's for some reason around the same time I'm there, I'm gonna have to be like, okay, Dad, Scott, I'm a uh, I'm Scott's my brother, by the way. I'm out of here, guys. Where are you going? Go to see a concert. Why? Cause I can, and just leave it at that. <laughs> But if worse comes to worse, because now I've been thinking about it since we've been talking, if that happens where I'll said, oh, yeah, you show up there and I'm just like just left or something like there. Again, you guys are playing Rockfest here in Kadot, Wisconsin, even though I'm like three and a half hours away. On Wednesday, was that the 17th? I, got, I can't remember what day. 14th? Uh, so, oh, oh, it, no, I've only been promoting it for like months. I think it's the, I'm trying to, like, I've already run through days in my head. I'm like, I think it's the 14th because if the 4th is a Sunday... Makes the eleventh a Sunday, then twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth. So I think it's the fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah. I think the seventeenth is the last day. Yeah, no, we played the fourteenth. Yeah, because it's fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. The fourteenth has like it's like the early stuff, so you only get a certain a smaller amount of bands there. But again, I actually kind of like that idea because there's going to be a lot of people that are showing up there. Of course, we're all going to be clamoring to get back to seeing some live music, and a lot of the acts that are going to be there on that day aren't as big as some of the acts we're going to be seeing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it allows for a lot more chance for exposure due to the fact that people are going to be wanting to checking out live music. People are going to want to see what's going on, especially after over a year of not seeing anything. So in an odd way, you kind of got put in a perfect spot there. Yeah, I like to think so. You know, I take everything as a gracefully and, and be grateful as possible. And um, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, I mean, I would be too, just the fact that, Hey, you're on a, you're on a, you can always post that too. It's like, Hey, look, we're on this festival tour. What now? Yeah. And again, like I was saying earlier, it's like, you're <laughs> starting good out on the resume. yeah, you're starting out at this point. Now you've you know, over the next couple of years, you can start climbing up it, especially with everything kind of starting back, getting a full head of steam again to the point where you never know all of a sudden that futuristic gawk sound that yeah, I said almost a gawk there. My God, I am tongue twisting my words up like crazy today. The futuristic goth sound that modern mimes has. You never know. It could easily catch fire at a show. And the next thing you know, more people check it out. And then you start going on some other tours. You start maybe playing some other festivals. And you're starting to see this crowd size just grow and grow and grow to the point where you're thinking, man, they're not going to be able to put us on these stages anymore. We got to go to a bigger stage. We need some more room for these people. From your ears, from your mouth to God's ears, for sure. <laughs> I'm hoping that's you hear that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Scream it. <laughs> but um, actually, yeah, we, we got a we got an interesting call today, actually, about a possible tour for a, a very well-known band. So if all goes well, I don't want to speak too soon and I can't say who or when or anything like that. But um, that'll be a really awesome uh, tour and opportunity if we get that. Yeah. See, now the fan in me is going to want to just press you to all hell and be like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Or try and figure it out. But then the actual, you know, somewhat smart person is like, you know what? If it just, it was a call that just happened today and nothing's set in stone, you don't want to put it out there to just be like, okay, this is going to happen. Then you never know what might happen after that. So kind of, you know, we're going to use it as more of a, uh, like a teaser be like, Hey, we got something going on, but, uh, Check it out because, or just make sure you're following Modern Minds. Make sure you're understanding everything that's going on. Make sure you're checking out the music because when all of a sudden, if that announcement goes through, if that tour gets planned and that announcement drops and you see it, all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, yes, and you're going to be all in for it. You're all going to be ready and set to go for it. I mean, we're just making it as easy as possible here. All you got to start doing is following them all over their social media accounts. Right. I would say now, but let's finish the podcast first and then you can do it. <laughs> exactly. You guys can can make your own opinions definitely check out the music and 
you know, you decide from there uh, if it's something that you you like. You know, we we love to engage with our fans and our friends. We don't even like to use the term fans because it's really like family with us. You know, we do our live streams every week and it's basically a conversation um, with everybody and we have everybody chime in. It's a lot of fun. Ever since the pandemic started, that's one thing I've been seeing a lot of artists do where it's doing the live stream. But the ones that I've been really more in tune with and more onto are the ones that are more the dialogue going back and forth between the artists and the fans or as you would say your friends as well due to the fact that we're not able to get that face-to-face interaction anymore for the past year through live shows because of the pandemic we're able to get that you know that in-person experience this is the closest thing we have but the fact that you are consistently reaching out to these fans through your live stream you're talking with them you're responding to their comments the fact of the matter is that can go so far because what happens when one person comments and you respond to them? The people that are also on that live stream are going to be commenting as well saying, hey, maybe this is the time that they respond to one of my comments and you're creating these potentials for personal relationships with those people. But then the people that you actually do comment on or comment with, you're already creating that right then and there. So you're going to create this positive experience for them without having to have that face-to-face interaction from a live show which of course I'm going to say face-to-face interaction, a live show always better because it just has that genuineness to it. But by doing over a live stream, that's at the time we're in right now and the time we've had been in the past year, best thing you could possibly do. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've tried to kind of navigate in this whole situation. And um, in the beginning, I think we did maybe like a one or two, you know, live streams where we were actually playing, but we're really not equipped to do it to the standard that we would want to do it at, you know, sound quality wise. So we're like, well, how can we make the best of it and just kind of stay engaged with our, with our family, you know? Um, So we're like, let's just do a live stream, just like chatting, like just hanging out, you know? And, um, and we're not too precious about, you know, being too uh, um, untouchable in that sense where it's like, oh, we're just, completely mysterious although that's fun too uh, <laughs> but uh we're just we're we're available we're here to to talk with with everybody and um as as long as you know we see it we respond and we stay in touch with everybody again very smart move on your part and i'm all for it especially the fact that again listen as i listen to that futuristic goth sound that you have with modern mimes because I did a whole entire deep dive into Seek and Hide due to the fact that, A, it wouldn't make any sense for me not to do one, especially if that's the brand new song out. Then I can really get into uh, more of an in-depth look in my perspective with your sound, really kind of how I figure out kind of what you're going for. But also just kind of with all the somewhat program that have to go in there, some of the different electronic sounds that have to go in there, I can easily see that being a much more difficult task to pull off a live stream with the quality sound that you would want to due to all the things would have to go on top of that. And I have seen some of those like live stream shows before. I have seen some really like turn out really well, but I have seen some just kind of not turn out the best. And a lot of that is just based on the fact that the sound might've been off or things might not have been delivered the best from wherever you're playing to people's, you know, computers, their phones, wherever they might be watching on. It, It is a very difficult thing to pull off. And There's some bands I've seen do it really well, but then there's others where I'm not going to say which ones are which because I don't want to do that. There's some I've seen, I'm like, um, maybe you would have been better off doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we kind of 
waited out like, yeah, I don't think that this would actually be a beneficial route for us to continue at. And, and also, um, we don't really want people to get too used to the whole live stream music thing, because I think it's so important when things, you know, now that they're finally starting to get back to normal, that people actually do get out of their house and interact with each other. Like there's something missing when we're all just on our phones, you know, I think that we as human beings need that interaction and need that connection. So yeah, it's just kind of like something to look forward to when things came back to normal, you know, to actually get it back out there and go to shows. Oh, absolutely. Cause there's nothing like going to a live show and experiencing that versus, you know, watching a live stream. You're not physically there, but when you're physically there, there is just this transfer of energy that's happening from the band that's on stage to you in the crowd, to the people that are next to you, to everyone around you. If it's a show that's going to induce a crazy mosh pit to the people going absolutely insane in the mosh pit, everything's going to be, all this energy is going to be transferred from one person to another, from the fans back to the band, from the band to the fans, from fans, fans, whoever it might be. But the biggest key, and I've been saying this for a while now, but I, I keep saying it because it is the honest to God's truth. The reason why that happens is because everyone is at that show not for the same reason, but the commonality is whatever reason they're there for it is because it has a positive emotional impact on them. So that's why people are able to get so well along at live shows. People are always so happy. People are always just enjoying the whole entire time. Even if you're in the mosh pit, you know, getting basically, you know, knocked out by somebody that's a hundred pounds heavier than you launching themselves at you and you fly, land flat on the ground going, <laughs> cause the wind get not, gets knocked out of you. But you love every second of it because you're just enjoying the music. You're enjoying the band that's on stage just yeah. as much as everybody else. I remember actually uh, when you were mentioning um, mosh pits, it brought up a memory that I uh, I went to a festival as a fan. And um, there was a couple of kids by us and they decided to make a puddle of pee <laughs> to mosh in. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to move over here. <laughs> Yeah, I would move on that one. So like the craziest, yeah. one of the craziest ones I've ever seen, I've never brought this up in the podcast because it happened. I wasn't in the pit for this one, but it was one of my friends. He's going to be one of the guys that I go to with uh, to Rockfest. I forgot who they were seeing, but we might have been seeing Hollywood Undead. But the people that were, we started this mosh pit because we were at uh, Summerfest here in Milwaukee, but all the stages have all these metal benches by them. So people have to stand on bench. You can't really mosh unless you're kind of off to the side. Well, off to the side... <laughs> People were doing the Oklahoma drill for the uh, for the mosh. So, of course, you know, you're laying down and your heads are kind of like right by each other. Like, so they're both kind of like they're not, I would say, facing the same direction. They're not both going this way. It's like here's one person's head. Their body's going this way. The other person's head's here. Body's going this way. There's some separation. And all of a sudden you both get up and then you run into each other. Oh, my God. And whoever's <laughs> and, who, and basically whoever doesn't get knocked down wins. And I've, I saw my buddies get completely obliterated on. I was like, oh. That's awesome. And then I saw who I might have to go against. I'm like, yeah, it's at like 17. That's not the best idea for me. Now, if it happens at like tw when I'm at 26, yeah, definitely doing it because I might actually win. <laughs> Getting in there. <laughs> what do you win anything? Um, Pride might be it. Pride. I figured that was it. <laughs> yeah, but now it's like I'm just used to just jumping into ones where there's a bunch of people going on. If I get hit from the side, if I get hit, I get knocked down. You know, there's be 10 people picking me back up. Or if I get knocked someone down, I'm picking them right back up. It's just, 
don't know. I like I like the madness of so many other people that just like, okay, you have to go up against this one person. No, I want to. I just want to have everybody go in there because I never know where I'm gonna get hit, but I don't know who I'm gonna hit. But so we're all gonna have a good time afterwards to the point where the song's gonna end. People are gonna be high fiving and hugging each other. End of the set. I mean, I've had these big shirt like shirtless sweaty guys. Like I've seen them hug each other, high five, buddy. I had one guy just give me a big old hug. I'm like. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not without your shirt on, dude, but I get where you're coming from. Get where you're coming from, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an interesting thing how, uh, how moshing, uh, brings people together, right? In such a, you know, strange, aggressive way, <laughs> but it just, you know, you just connect and, uh, hopefully the music has a big, uh, to do in that as well. The music is the biggest to do in all that. And the reason behind that is. We all feel something when we, when we listen to that music. I mean, no matter what music we love, whether it's rock, metal, alternative, hip-hop, country, pop, whatever it might be, we all have these certain emotions, we all have these certain energies that come into us when we listen to the music. Seeing it live has a whole different perspective because now we're actually seeing the artist perform it. We're actually feeling it with a lot of people. But a lot of times, a lot of us who listen to rock and metal, especially myself, when we listen to it, we have this intense amount of energy that gets built up in us, even if we listen to it every single moment of every single day that we possibly can. But when we get into a mosh pit, it's like a lot of times we finally have an outlet for all that energy. And everyone else that's in there finally has that like intense, aggressive, aggressive, like rage filled outlet for it. But it's controlled chaos because there are the unspoken rules of the mosh pit. It's basically if someone falls down, you pick them back up. If someone gets hurt and is laying down the ground, people will form a circle around them to make sure that they have a little bit of room to maybe, okay, can you get up? And if you can't, then we'll find a way to get you some help. Like there's like, it's controlled chaos and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And if it was something where, you know, people are getting into fights consistently during it, then I understand it potentially being a bad thing. But there's so many times where once it's over, everyone that just went through there is giving each other high fives, hugs, handshake, and whatever it might be, because we all kind of just got that like aggressive emotion. Just, we kind of just got it all out there. We finally let it go instead of just holding it inside us because we're sitting at a desk and the only way we can really get that kind of aggression going is when the breakdown hits, start headbanging and knocking yourself out on your desk. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, not going to say I've done that before, but I've come close. Oh, really? <laughs> That's when they told me I should probably stop listening to that music at work. Oh, man. Then the next week they said, okay, you're going to have to work from home now because there's a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it lined up pretty well then. <laughs> yeah, kind of did because I was like, no, no one can tell me what to, to and to not listen to. So, ha, take that. <laughs> but a little bit more kind of shifting gears here because I do want to talk about Modern Mimes. I do want to talk about the music as well because, of course, that is the core of this. That's why I want to talk to you why we're here. And again, the futuristic goth sound, that was something when I saw that, I'm like, um, what could I actually get into with this? Because... I know the goth sound, but futuristic, what kind of things are we talking about? Are we talking about like space rock? Are we talking like a lot of reverb on certain things? Are we talking about a lot more electronic influences in there? What the heck's going on here? So I got to ask, when it came up to coming up with this kind of a style, what was the inspiration to come up with the style that Modern Mimes has? That's such an interesting question that I have a hard time answering sometimes. <laughs> um, because... And I feel like a lot of bands say this, so I don't want to be cliche and say, hey, we don't really fit into a one specific label. But I mean, it really is true when I try and sit down and kind of 
put us into some sort of category. It's just, we just have so many different elements from different types of music and, you know, alternative rock. And then we have uh, Ernesto with his guitar playing, which is very metal driven. And then we got Justin, you know, and he, you know, double bass and a lot of also metal percussion. And then with me, I come in and I kind of bring a, a very soft, uh, kind of a contrast to that. Um, and a little bit kind of haunting, eerie. And then we have like the electronic elements to it. And actually the future came in more, more descriptive of, I think the writing, the lyrics and kind of how the lyric process happens for me and how I feel. Um, and so they're kind of like messages coming to me from, I don't know. Now I'm going to start. Now we're getting into crazy talk, as I like to call it. <laughs> oh, keep going. I like crazy talk. You like crazy talk? Yeah. yeah so let's keep going. For me, it's kind of like these messages that come to me. And I don't know. Sometimes these messages kind of foresee things that happen into the future. And so that's kind of more of how I got this idea of future into that future goth. Interesting. And even though I know you started out with saying that it might be a little cliche that you don't necessarily fit in a, like one specific category, I totally understand that as well due to the fact that I recently had a conversation with somebody else and it was all about this where there are so many other bands where it's like, yeah, well, what, what are they? I'm like, well, they're kind of like this, but it's so hard to kind of pinpoint them. And there's certain bands like you go along. I'm like, okay, what about, because uh, I'll use three examples of my three favorite bands, Rise Against punk rock but i'm like you think about punk rock i'm thinking more like rough overt like in your face but right against it's still totally punk rock but i listen to tim mcgrath's vocals and his lyrics i'm like that's not exactly like overt and in your face and just like blatant it has this more poetic style to it so I'm like they're punk rock but it's like polished punk or poetic punk at the same time as well mm-hmm. go to more of like a me- like a metalcore side of it one of my favorite bands is ice nine kills i'm like that's definitely metalcore but you could call it horror core because they feature so many different like horror things in there but then also go to more of another metal side as well go to disturbed and i like for some reason i end up calling it prophetic metal because yes it is heavy metal but listening to david draymond sing he kind of has this like prophetic feel with his voice so he's like prophesizing certain things when he's singing i'm like yeah so like it's weird it's like there's so many other bands where you can't put them in a box you just can't do it it's or if you're gonna try and put them in a box, the thing is, is they're gonna be the only one that fits in there because you're gonna have to describe it so perfectly. And that's what's like the futuristic gothic. I'm like, never heard of this, but I'm interested to see kind of where it comes from here. And listening to it, I'm like, I again with the futuristic style, I get what you're saying with the lyrics as well. But a lot more, you know, sometimes using electronic drums, using some more like some weird kind of like samplings over it as well, kind of just to have give more electronic feel to it it does give off a more futuristic feel as well. So not only within your writing style, not only within your lyrics, but also at some points in the instrumentation, it does flow in there as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think also um, visually, like when I hear our music, it's like I, um, I also picture like futuristic type of clothing and um, like a futuristic type of setting, kind of like it would be placed well, like in a sci-fi movie or something like that. So I think like just all of those elements put together are just like, okay, future, goth. <laughs> and, you know, we have like the, a lot of uh, melancholy type of lyrics and feel. And, you know, there's definitely that goth element to it too, even though 
I like to think of our music as positive. I, you know, even though I touch upon a lot of darker themes, there's always like a positivity to it and a light at the end of the tunnel. So um, that's also why I wanted to kind of throw in another word to describe it as opposed to just like Gothic. Cause when you think of Gothic, it's, you know, usually it's da dark and sad, you know and that's not really what I was going for. And that's not what we're going for as a whole, you know? So I think it, it's that, that contrast again. Oh, absolutely. And it's a touch on the Gothic thing as well. I think as a more broad sense, it is more of a, just a base, especially when you're talking to people that aren't necessarily, like just you talk to an average person, you bring up the Gothic thing. People are going to start thinking about those dark themes, of course, but they're going to start thinking of more in a negative light because of things they've seen in pop culture, things they've seen in movies, TV, whatever it might be. But especially when it comes to more of the music side of it, coming where my mind comes in, I can see the darker themes, the darker tones in there. But every time I listen to like something that has more of a Gothic tone to it, there tends to be some sort of like positivity behind it, especially more recently. And again, I, I mean, I'm wearing a motionless and white shirt, honestly, because it makes perfect sense for this. Take a listen to like any of their music off of Graveyard Shit or Shift or off almost a Graveyard Shit. Wow. Look at me <laughs> with my horrible grammar today. Look at albums like Graveyard Shift or Disguise. Take a look at some of the themes that they talk about in there as well. Is there certain positivities that are in that, you know, deeper gothic metalcore sound as well? Take a look at a song like Another Life, where, of course, it does sound like, you know, you're talking about, you know, losing somebody. But I know the song Chris was talking about how he's had many different relationships in his life. And in a different life, you know, he could have seen himself settling down and being with these women for a long forever. But just based on how things had gone, it was better for them to not be there. It's like, you know, I wish we could have stayed together, but it would only it would have been in another life. So, again, it does have that positivity there where people have had that profound impact on you. But at certain times, you just also have to realize that, you know, maybe it's not for the best for you to be together at that point. You never know. So it does have that positive feel to it at times. But especially with more music, that's kind of where it really comes in. I know certain other things in pop culture, it doesn't necessarily give off a negative connotation with the darker themes, the darker feel, kind of feel more evil and sinister. But when you look at the music and the meanings behind it, you get this more positive feel. It's It's definitely something that, you kind of have to dive a little bit more deep into than just looking at it on a pure surface level, but that can go with any style of music as well. That's very true. Yeah. And, and I think you, you like really pinned it right there. Like it's, it's something um, that you have to dive deeper into. And, um, and I really believe that to get to a brighter place, you have to kind of dig through the trenches. You got to kind of face, you know, the darker side. Um, to then grow and become a better version of yourself. So it's it's just part of the process, you know? Well, even think about just imagine if you're like in a like a dark room where you're like, you know, I'll, I'll use this example. You're asleep and you wake up in the middle of the night and it's, you know, pitch black in your room and all of a sudden you turn on the light and it's just like, it's blinding. It's like, oh my God, why is this so bright? It's because when you go, it's, it's also coming to those dark times. When you're going through those dark times, Things don't seem to be going as well, but when positive things happen, it's like the light being turned on and it's going to shine brighter because of the contrast from those dark times. So absolutely, you're, if you're going to end up talking about those dark times, it's going to end up showing that the light is also more powerful because you went through this, because you understand the value of that light. You understand the true meaning of what that light is. Exactly. 
exactly it's like you you can appreciate it more you can actually visually like notice the difference when you're you know at the bottom of the barrel and then something positive in your life happens and then you can really appreciate that moment and see it for what it really is as opposed to just like yeah i'm happy all the time it's, it's great all the time and then you know sometimes you'll take that for granted Oh, absolutely. There's times where, I mean, I'll listen to music that reminds me a lot of stuff I went through four years ago, depression, suicidal tendencies, all that stuff. Like, I mean, I hated myself for oh, like half a year, even more than that. But I'll listen to music that reminds me of times like that because I've worked through those times. I've thought, processed those. I've gone through them to the point where now I use those times and I use that, those reminders within those songs that bring up those dark times, those dark emotions to remember what it was like to be that. So then I can appreciate more of where I'm at now. It's like, oh, you know, I listened to this um, perfect song, Above My Head by Polaris. My God, that song literally takes me back to just like exactly what I felt like going through there. And I listen to it a lot during like, I mean, I have it on my, like one of my workout playlists. So I pretty much listen to it, you know, maybe once every two days. But it just gives me such a note, like a different appreciation on life because I know what I went through. And now I take a look at like, this like the light in my world right now is so much brighter because of that. Now I'm not saying for people that if you have an experience on like that, I mean, don't try, don't force yourself to experience something that deep and dark because that's never a fun thing, but we know in life, you know, life's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. So if it isn't sunshine and rainbows, remember there's times where it will get better, but those also those dark times, even if you're going through those dark times, remember the light times will come and those light times will shine even brighter because you have a newfound appreciation for them. And with the gothic tones to your music, as well as with the futuristic uh, lyrics, futuristic style as well, it does have that relatability feel to, you have been in those dark times before, but look at where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, and I'm sorry that you went through that and, and I can relate to that as well as going through it uh, myself. And it's a, it's a process, you know, and some days are better than others. Some, you know, sometimes you, you wake up and you feel terrible and you don't want to live. And like you said, going through that dark time, you can look back and be like, well, I'm at such a better place in my mind, in my life. And you can appreciate that and move forward as, as opposed to kind of like tracking backwards. And also I think it's like, it's okay to be okay, not okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. If you wake up that day and you don't feel like doing anything, maybe you shouldn't do anything that day. Not, you know, be responsible. Of course, I'm not telling people to be irresponsible and not go to work or whatever, but sometimes you just need, need to take that day and let yourself sit in those feelings for a while, you know, and then you can kind of gain perspective and say, well, tomorrow's a new day and I can start over tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. I've been, I tell a lot of people that too, where it's, I, I, I use, um, I'll use like a breakup as a perfect example for this because one of the things that really kicked off that whole entire time period between like 2017, 2018 for me was something like that. There was other things that were going on that ended up as I look back at it were a lot more of a prevalent issue, but that was one thing that started out. And the when people go through something like that and they talk to me about, it, I'm like, one thing you want to do is go through those emotions. Don't just, you know, try and push them and be like, Oh, you know, I'm not going to focus on them. No, go, like I said, like going through the motions, go through the emotions. You're going to end up having days where you feel great. You're going to end up having days where you feel sad, where you feel down and out, where you don't want to do anything, where you really miss them. And I just say, go through those emotions, really feel them because what's going to end up happening is you're not going to delay them. 
you're going to end up processing through this stuff a lot faster to the point where you're going to be able to get to where you want to be quicker. And honestly, music is one of the best guides for that as well, because there are so many songs that different artists have written about uh, breakups, about uh, different relationships, about going through these kind of things. And they're kind of a guide emotionally to what you're going through and to let you kind of put everything together in a way and really start to understand not only what had happened, but also how to get past that and how to become a better person after that. Exactly. Look at me. I feel like I should be like Dr. Phil at this point. Yeah, man. We've we've delved in deep. I like it. Oh, I I love doing this kind of stuff too. I've done this stuff with uh, Renee Mata from Reach NYC. We dove deep into something like this as well. And I always love to just because I know I always talk about on the podcast. I've mentioned a good amount of times of the stuff I've gone through. But the reason I am doing it is because through all the stuff I've been through, and not only that, but doing this podcast, being able to sometimes bring this up, especially with how I feel about it in relation to music, because music is one of those things, like I said, it has guided me through those things. It's it's honestly a beautiful thing to the point where, again, I look back at it and I don't hate it anymore. And I'm not afraid to talk about it because I know that it was a bad time for me. But now I see what has happened to me because of that. And it's where my mind has gone and where my personality has gone, where everything has gone to the point where... I could have just been, you know, if I would have just stuck with it and just kind of just like fell to it, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I wouldn't be even be here right now. So, yeah, it's it's always something where it's just if you're going through something like this, it is OK not to be OK. Mm-hmm. Trust trust me on that. But and feel free just to reach out for help. I always say to family, to friends, to people that you trust. And if you feel like you got no one to reach out to. Just get send me a DM. I don't care who you are. Send me a DM. Likewise. And, and, you know, for anybody who's listening for, you know, as well, like reach out to us too, if you got no one to talk to, or you just, you, you, you feel the music and you want to ask us anything about it. And we're, we're more than happy to speak with you. Oh, absolutely. And even I want to jump into the song Seek and Hide as well, due to the fact that this kind of topic of conversation when I was going through the song, really trying to figure out, because always when I deep dive into a song, I always try and figure out what's the artist trying to say, what's the meaning behind the song, because there are plenty of times where I come up with a meaning and it has like a, and like its base in it is rather similar to what the artist, or almost the same as what the artist had intended. But when I start getting specific on it, that's where the split happens. But it's because of the things that I've gone through versus what the artist has gone through. So the split happens, but the fact of the matter is that emotional base and the emotional core of the meaning is still the same. Mm-hmm. So when it came to Seek and Hide, I got to see what you think about this one, because when I listened to it, I thought it was about dealing with depression and how at times we feel like all is lost. And we're just trying to find that one little sliver of hope to go on. And at times we feel like we end up finding nothing in a way. It's like, you know, we're trying to find this sliver of hope. We're trying to find this life. And at times we just don't find it. And we kind of start feeling more downtrodden on it. But it's also kind of an ode to never giving up to try and find that. Wow. I think you summed it up better than I probably ever could in words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, it's interesting. Like I, um, I just did this other interview and, and uh, we saw like a press release about the song and somebody, you know, subject subjectively had their opinion about what they thought it was about. And uh, interestingly enough, they thought it was about a relationship. And I, at first I was like, kind of like taken back and surprised by that. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And then, 
I was actually really happy that they made their own interpretation of it because that just means that it touched them the way that it needed for them. You know what I'm saying? They create, they had their own feel for it and it spoke to them maybe because they're going through relationship struggles or something like that. So um, yeah, it's, it, for me, it means certain things and, and actually some days it'll mean other things for me. I'll listen to it, you know, months later and it'll reveal something else that maybe I didn't actually hear or think when I first wrote it. So it's always ever evolving, but I think you really like, you really summed it up pretty damn well. <laughs> yeah. And, and not that, but what that one Presley you said about, you know, going, being in a relationship kind of spinning it that way as well, but kind of going with the same idea that I had, it could be about a relationship as well, where you're with somebody and it seems like the relationship might be doomed because mm-hmm. things aren't going well. Uh, there's different pressures that are happening and you can see there's an expiration date on it and you're constantly trying to find a way to make it work. You're constantly fighting for it, but it seems like every time you fight for it, whatever that reason is, ends up breaking down. And it seems like you're trying again, seek to find that reason to keep going. But that reason to keep going is continually, continually hiding from you. So you can't really get to it again. It could have been because the person that wrote that press release was going through something like that in their life. With me, the reason why I kind of made the connection with depression was because usually when I listen to music, again, every time I had that, feel like that, that got the kind of feel, it does take me back to that time in 2017. So again, it's all based on how you personally connect to the music, where the bass, the core of the meaning, the core of the emotional meaning of the song is going to be where we connect on. But how we all take that and really think about that with our own minds the specifics are going to be where we branch out, but we all have that base in the center to go off of. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, I would want to pin like my meaning on it for everybody else. Like, I mean, that's the beauty of music and how it can speak to everybody um, so differently and, and in times of need, whatever they need it to be. And that's, I mean, I try to kind of leave things open ended in that sense when I write where, um, it can be open to interpretation at the same time, having very specific meanings for me personally. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of just, just putting so much effort into something and then not feeling the reciprocal, you know, energy back to you. And you're just kind of like, kind of at your last straw here. And you're just like, you're just asking God, man, hey, step in and take over because I don't know where to go from here. And that's, a, you know, in a less prophetic way that I ex- just explain it than how you explained it uh, very beautifully. Um, and, yeah, it's just kind of like a, almost like a final cry. <laughs> it kind of is just like that one last thing where it's that one last gasp of energy, the one last breath that you might be able to take for something. And. Again, there's plenty of times where I've thought, you know, this is the last time I'm going to give this a shot, the last time I'm going to be able to try and get past this. But it seemed like, you know, especially going back to depression as well, there are times where I thought this is going to be it. This is going to be what, this is going to be the day they were fi- where I finally kind of just like faltered to it until I woke up the next day and I just kept going. So it just seemed like there's also, this kind of has a feel of every time that there is, you feel like there's that one last gasp, that one last cry. You think that that's going to be that, but then the next day, you find you get the strength to try one more time. You get the strength yeah. to go at it again. You keep going at it. And eventually what's going to happen is 
you're going to try it so many times that you're going to find the one thing that ends up hitting. You're going to find the one thing that ends up starting to turn the corner. And it could be something as simple as meeting someone new in your life that just, whether it's a friend, someone that you could potentially be in a relationship with, um, reconnecting with a family member, reconnect with a friend, whoever it might be. It could be something like that. It could honestly be, you know, maybe you just all of a sudden, you know, get a dog or a cat or a pet or something. And all of a sudden you just create a connection there. Or I'll even go more personal on this one. If it's me, when I was going through that stuff, I was looking for this one little beacon of hope. And it was honestly based off of an NFL playoff game because my favorite team beat my brother's favorite team in epic fashion. Haha, <laughs> take that, Scott. And it was like the one thing where I'm like, for like, out, that was outside of uh, the music as well. That was like kind of outside of music because music kind of helped me keep going during those dark times. But it was like the one thing where I'm like, okay, I can finally start to see myself turn the corner was like, I can pinpoint the moment, which is crazy. But I can also pinpoint the moments that music helped me when it came to already I need to make sure I can keep going. And a lot of times where I kind of like listening to my last chance, my last cry, my last gasp, music was always the one that said, give it one more shot, keep going, give it one more shot. Let's go, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, and there's definitely um, that little spark, like in, in most of our songs, it's like, you know, it's the deeper, darker kind of depressive tone. Um, but there's always that little beacon of hope where it's like, but, you know, you still, you still got it. Like just, just pull through a little bit longer. Just, you know, wake up tomorrow, just do whatever it is you have to do. And, um, and the light will turn on. Yeah. And I think especially with when it comes to seek and hide that moment of that, like that last gasp, but also, you know, to keep going happen within that bridge going into the final chorus as well. And it all happens specifically with your vocal set, because Okay, if you keep seeing my head turn and looking at it like kind of off screen, I've got multiple different screens here. I wrote down like three pages of notes on this song. And I just want to make sure I don't mess it up because that's always a bad thing if I do. Even though I've been messing up on grammar a good amount today. I wrote like in the bridge, you changed up what you were going with. You kept the same more melodic flow with your vocals that you had done in the verses in the chorus as well. But like the pitch, the tone on your voice was much higher and it does feel like we like we're having to like cry out for help here. Like, you know, this is our last gasp. This is our last breath. This is our last chance to do something. But also feel like, you know, getting more of that gothic sound to kind of contrast against the higher tone overall. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. But then the final chorus, it drops back down to more of that same register that you had throughout the whole entire chorus. So it's lower. But there is some accenting parts in there as well, especially in the final chorus to kind of bring a little bit more of that tone back in there as well. So it also shows that, you know, you're being brought back down to it. It's like, okay, you know, you might not get one on that one, but you didn't lose out on anything either. You're still at that same spot. It's you're not, it's not getting any worse, but that accenting part kind of also shows that you're getting closer to that moment where you're going to end up breaking through that. You're going to end up finding that little piece of light. You're going to find that little bit of like dot where it's like, is that the light at the end of the tunnel? And when you find it, you're just going to keep running towards it. And all of a sudden, it's going to start out like this tiny and all of a sudden get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So the sudden the point where you just run right through it, it's going to be like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And uh, yeah, the, the bridge is definitely that moment of light. And then, like you said, it kind of goes back to, you know, the harder I try, the harder I try. And it ends off on that note. And it's just kind of like a question mark, you know, in, in the end there. Um, and it's funny because that wasn't the original bridge and that was that was the thing that took me the longest to write the bridge was 
was the one thing that I'm just like, no, that's not it. And, um, and actually before that, the bridge was not positive at, at all. <laughs> and that was kind of like when I finally, um, rewrote it and that came to me one day uh, on a drive I actually write a lot of my lyrics driving um I'll like just bust out my voice memo and just sing um so yeah so one day it just came to me and I just like I actually had some tears in my eyes and I'm like that's the bridge that's the bridge and um and it felt so much uh more real and so much more of what I really wanted to say and felt and um, what I think maybe other people could use as some sort of hope, you know, uh, when they're going through that time where they're seeking something and the more they seek it, it's almost like their own energy is pushing it away. And, um, and yeah, I just, I, I hope that it, it, it speaks to somebody out there and, and helps them through a bad time. I think it definitely will. And now I got to bring up two other pieces on that. One is what you're talking about. This wasn't the original plan for the bridge. And that it originally had more of like this darker tone, more of this less positive tone. But oddly enough, the fact that you ended up having to work consistently on this and then it, you were inspired to kind of finally put this together while driving. Don't worry. I totally understand that whenever I get great ideas for like different videos or for podcast ideas and whatnot, I'm usually like on a bike or on a treadmill or something like that. I usually get my best ideas while I'm working out. So I'm like, I'm just going to roll with it then. So I totally understand that. But the fact of the matter was you kept having to work at it. So you kept trying something and all of a sudden it wasn't working. So it was like, you know, you keep trying to find that light. You keep trying to find the inspiration to keep going. You keep trying to find that one more reason after that one last gasp. And it seems like you can't find it. But all of a sudden you keep going, trying again. You keep trying again. It is the perfect epitome of this song's meaning. But the one thing I was still going through my notes as well, when it comes to the bridge, it gave off a little bit more of this symphonic metal feel at the exact same time as well. And when I listen to different songs from symphonic metal as well, it does have that feel of this more grander, you know, especially with the bridge, a grander feel, a bigger sound wave that's kind of coming crashing at you with more of this smoother kind of style as well, symphonically in a way. But it just works so well with that theme due to the fact that it's hitting you with this full force of sound, but it's also very calming at the same time as well. Like you did finally find that moment. You finally found that little sliver of light and it's a relief in a way. It's a little bit of relief kind of just washing over you. And even though there's a long way to go, the relief of knowing that there's a, that there is an end game to this, that there's a goal that, and you can see it it makes it so much easier. It just really just inspires you to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and exactly. I mean, um, again, you pinned it right there and it's just, you know, personally how, um, how I feel right now, I'm actually going through exactly what that song means. Um, and I'm sure it'll change in a few months. I'm sure I'll listen back to it in a few months and it'll mean a completely different thing to me. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just, I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll put it this way. Cause if the fact that that song has a completely ever evolving meaning to yourself as well, I mean, for everyone listening, take a look at all the listen that, that there's my like fifth mess up when it comes to grammar today. Take a look at all the music that we listen to. Take a look at all the music that you listen to that you really connect with the meaning in a certain way. And there are times where you might've had a song where you absolutely loved it. And then all of a sudden, 
because of certain things that happened in your life, you absolutely hated it and you never wanted to listen to it. But then over time, the meaning just keeps evolving to the point where all of a sudden, maybe I'll, I'll use a perfect example. There's one song I was like, I love this because the girls with, oh my God, it was like the perfect song. Like there's the one that we kind of both really liked. I was like, okay, this is great. I love this song. All of a sudden that ended and I never wanted to listen to that song again because it just reminded me of all those negative times. Right. But then again, but now I listen to it and it has a completely different meaning through three different, three like just three different times in life from super duper positive and also like very emotionally connected with another person kind of intimate in a way all of a sudden to it has that it has that feel to it but because all of those feelings now for me have a negative connotation to them i'm just don't want to listen to it because it's going to end up bringing up all these different other negative feelings sad, sadness depression anger whatever it might be but now i listen to it and it's just again it's a completely different meaning it has a different beauty to it where i know the kind of like the ups and downs of it and with a song like Seek and Hide It, with that ever-evolving meaning for yourself, there's going to be a lot of other people, especially all you listeners out there. Again, listen to Seek and Hide. Make sure you guys do that. So wait for the end of the podcast to then, again, follow them on all their social medias and then listen to the song as well. Ha, huh? there's another plug right there for you, everybody. <laughs> but it's just somewhere you're going to listen to it. Again, the ever-evolving meaning, man. People can just really understand the song and then get into it and keep rediscovering new things about it every different couple of months just based on what they go through in life. That's that's something that's not easy to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, and I and I hope, you know, I think that's what good songwriting does. And I hope to do my best in that as well. Um, I hope to be a good songwriter in that sense where it's you can revisit the song and it still holds some sort of uh, truth for the particular listener. And um, and like you were saying, you know, there's like a nostalgia in music and you're maybe listening to this song all the time and you're going through a bad time in that particular moment, but now you listen back and it's like, you can appreciate that song in that moment. Cause it brings you back to a time that you grew from, you know, and, um, and hopefully our music can do that as well. And also reveal different things in different points and times of your life. And um, yeah, man, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's reaching this certain point for me personally with Seek and Hide where, you know, I've had this kind of struggle with uh, religion. I've always felt like a spiritual person and I've always felt like uh, a spiritual message within my purpose here and my music uh, and our music as a band. So this is kind of like that moment where I'm like finally kind of surrendering to let God in completely and just say, you know what? you take over from here. Like I'm, I can only do as much as I can do and I need help. And for me to say that I can be uh, very prideful and I want to do everything myself. Um, so this is kind of like that moment where I just kind of let go and let God, so to speak. And it just, you know, that's it. Like, where do we go from here? You drive the vehicle now. Understandable. And I think there's gonna be a lot of people that also uh, really connect with that as well with the religious aspect of it. Myself, I'm a little bit on the other side of where, you know, I'm still just kind of going with the flow in a way where it's yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just kind of just working with it. And I did grow up, you know, I went to Catholic grade school. I went to Catholic high school. So that might also have a little bit of a way to go about it as well, because it's it's kind of like a time where, I mean, I'm not going to 
don't want to get into a huge religious or debate or anything or that, but it's just from my experience, it was how much was pushed on you, on me. And it's like, if I ever questioned anything, it was like, don't question it. Well, as a kid, I just kind of, or as a, and as a teen, I really started pulling back from that. Cause I'm like, you're not going to answer my questions. Like you're just going to say, just, just, be, just because of this, because that's like, but that's not an, an that's not like an actual answer. Like if you just actually like talk, you know, with me a little bit more logically, could be completely different, but again, that's just the way life is. But again, talking about the song as well, everyone's going to have one of those songs where the meaning just is so much more dynamic than what the original meaning is because of everything you've gone through with that song. For me, that's like if I listen to Savior by Rise Against, my favorite song of all time, but it all depends upon what frame of mind I'm in because what if I'm thinking of like how I, if I'm going back to that time period of like me thinking like 2009, 2010, it's going to have a whole different meaning than it did in 2016, then 2017, then 2019, then today. But that's the beauty of it because we grow with this music. And one of my favorite quotes of all time, again, I've said this, if you've listened to the podcast a number of times, you know this quote. But I know Adi, you probably don't know this, so I'm going to say it anyway because I don't know who came up with it, so I'm not taking credit for it. But it's art decorates space, but music decorates time. And it's because you think about music, it kind of has that emotional tie to a different time in your life. And it could be the present. It could be sometime in the past. It could be something you're looking forward to in the future. But it decorates that time. It gives substance to that time. So it allows you to go back and remember certain things and kind of relook at certain things, refeel those things. So like what you're talking about with Seek and Hide, when you're feeling like more of a, in the past, feeling more spiritual, but you're not necessarily sure what you're feeling at certain times. And now really going more, feeling, you know, kind of, letting God take the wheel, just really going through those different emotions. Seek and Hide is going to end up capturing those moments in time. So when you listen to it, you're able to go back and remember certain things that you are going through now, certain things you're going through five years ago, certain things you're going through 10 years ago. And it's just a beautiful thing because of that. Yeah, I'd like to hope so. I mean, I hope it's timeless in that way, you know, where um, it could still speak to you years from now, you know, when I'm gone and dead so um that's all we can strive for as as artists as uh people that meet music and you know all we want to do is just make something that's timeless that speaks to people on a deeper level and um hopefully just helps them out and like we just really that's the end goal for us is just like helping people through the darkness and into a, a lighter place hopefully and also kind of at the same time i would say maybe helping yourself through certain things as well, because you're the ones that are writing it. You're the ones that are creating it so that when people are listening to it, yeah, people are going through different things than you are, but the emotions are still feeling very similar or the same. Yeah, so that's absolutely. where the connection comes in with the sound. Yeah. And it's just, um, and I think that's why it's important for me to be vulnerable in the music because I feel like that's the way that we can actually get to that point where we can heal ourselves and also help heal others you know that are going through similar things um even though it can be painful you know it could be painful opening up those wounds it could be painful being that uh visible all the time um because these are very very personal things and you're just kind of like opening it up and then sometimes you're like it's like crickets and you're wondering if people like it or whatever and you just kind of got to be okay with it sometimes just whenever you release it into the world and just be like hey you know it it, it is what it is and i did i did my job and 
I know that uh, it speaks to me in some way and hopefully it speaks to other people too. One odd connection I'm making with that is honestly the last scene from the movie Eight Mile. And you might find this weird, but here's why. Because we were talking about opening up about certain things. Some things are very personal. Things are very sensitive emotionally to you. Again, this could be your music or this could be me talking about everything I went through in 2017, the suicide, depression, all that stuff, or anyone else going through stuff like this. Yes, it is. Yes, you did. If you got through it, fantastic. I, I'm very happy that you got through it. Very happy that you're still with us. And I do understand that it is very hard to open up with and talk about because you don't want, you're, you're afraid of going back to certain things. You're afraid of going back and feeling those feelings again. You're afraid of back maybe going and reverting that. But on the other side, you might be afraid of opening up to people because of how they're going to look at you after you say that. But using kind of the idea of the last scene from 8 Mile with Eminem where, I mean, he's getting the rap battle and he is just dissing himself every step of the way. He's talking about all this stuff that, you know, you could use against him. He's being as open and honest as possible. And all of a sudden, then all, uh, yeah, because Anthony Mackie, the guy that is Falcon in the MCU, was the rapper that was going up against him, which is actually kind of funny if anyone wants to go look at that. When he's ready to go and like do his turn, he has nothing against Eminem because Eminem literally just called himself out on everything. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you can't get me because, yeah, I live in a trailer. Yeah, I'm broke. Yeah, I miss that. What now? It's like, what, do, what are you going to say? Everything I already said. It's kind of like you're taking, it's not like you're necessarily taking pride in that, but it's, you're basically owning it to the point where if people are going to try and use it against you, they're not going to be able to. And then at some point it's that thing's not going to be able to go do anything against you. Mm-hmm. It kind of is, it's kind of like killing it via exposure. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting way to look at it. And um, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And then uh, just, I don't know. I just, I mean, there's, there's uh, so many fun bands out there that, you know, that are not so deep and you just enjoy, you know, hearing it in the background or whatever. And, and, you know, I struggle with that sometimes where it's like, well, I wish I was, I wish I wrote that kind of music. I wish I wrote music that people had fun to and party to and had a great time. And then sometimes I have to kind of take a step back and just appreciate uh, my own process and the way that I do things and my purpose. So um, it's just a so interesting songwriting and and um, how different it can be for so many different people um, in in that in that process. And it's just um, as much as I kind of battle with that sometimes with myself, like I wish I was the funner version. <laughs> um, there's a, there's an area there that needs to be touched upon more as far as, you know, facing those more serious issues in music and um, in life in general. And, and, and I just take uh, ownership in that. And the way that I can do that is being completely vulnerable because I can't see uh, doing it any other way. You know what I'm saying? If I'm just making music on the surface, you know, that doesn't require vulnerability. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's only understand that. I have to ask you this though, because you're talking about how you wish you could make some of that music. That's a little bit more fun that people can party to. What do you think those artists that make that kind of music are thinking when it comes to making the kind of music that you make, that you're open and vulnerable? Because maybe they're not able or feel comfortable being that open or vulnerable and they wish they could do something like that because maybe they've gone through certain things and they want to be able to own it, but they're kind of too afraid to. 
Do you think they also think that as well, kind of on a flip side? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's a it's this interesting thing that I think us as humans go through. It's like we always see the grass greener on the other side. Uh, sometimes, you know, and uh, we're we're put on this earth with a certain set of skills, maybe or a certain destiny, um, and we kind of look at something from a different perspective, not being in their shoes, and maybe point at and at it and like be like, "Hey, I wish I was more like that instead of the way that I am." And you know that hopefully changes with growth and becoming more confident in yourself and security. And, and I think it's, it's a process for me. It's a journey. And um, I just try and respect the, where I'm at in this particular journey, even though sometimes it could be frustrating, you know, of course, like anything, when you want something um, with all your heart and you put so much effort into it and you want to see that growth, but you just kind of like have to take a step back and, be like, all right, I'm here right now. Why am I here right now? Because I have something to learn still. Uh, or maybe I'm not, I'm not confident in myself enough. Um, so it's a constantly, I'm constantly self-analyzing and seeing where I can grow and be better so that I can get to the next stage uh, in, in this journey. And one thing I do want to also add on to that is from one thing I said earlier, we're like with those artists that are constantly making the fun music, I'm not trying to put any sort of like negativity towards them due to the fact that it's kind of on the opposite where we need those artists that make the fun kind of music due to the fact that sometimes we just need that release. We just need to escape from the certain things that are going on in our lives and they're able to provide that. And the artists that are making the, the music that's more vulnerable, that takes on different uh, topics that have a little more of that serious tone to them. Yeah, they want to get away from that too. But on the other side, the artists that are making those the songs that are more open, more vulnerable, more serious in terms of content, yeah, us as fans, we need those as well. And the artists that make those fun music, all that fun music, they need that as well mm -hmm. because it helps them understand what they've gone through. It helps them process it. It helps them become more confident with who they are. It helps them, you know, basically go all Eminem 8 Mile on those moments where then they feel like, you know, I can be open about this. Even though if it doesn't come out of my music, maybe I can talk about this stuff. And if someone tries to bring up certain things I did, it's like, yeah. I got past it. So what are you going to say about it? Oh, is it, oh, is it because I was sad at one point? Oh yeah. We're all sad too. Yeah. Only difference is, is, you know, you know about mine. So who cares? Yeah. You just, you just continue to grow from it. Yeah. And again, listening to the music as well, especially like Seek and Hide, again, it's going to end up being something like you said, where it's going to end up being able to evolve over time and show that continuous growth. Is going to be able to just understand that we keep growing as people. We're going to keep growing as humans. And we're not going to be that same person that we were a year ago. I mean, hell, take a look at all. Were you the same person? Are you the same person now in May of 2021 that you were in February of 2020? And this goes for everybody because I know the answer for everyone is <laughs> hell no. Yeah. Uh, and it's so it's uh, it's weird. Like when when it all kind of happened, I kind of rethought everything i mean um and with the music too i was like well what's the what was the point of me uh raging around like a crazy woman like thinking i'm like prophesizing the end of the world and now it actually feels like the end of the world is freaking here and what was the point of it all and then i was questioning why you know why write that kind of stuff does it do anything for anybody i don't want to depress people that's not my <laughs> goal either so 
uh, for a while there, I just kind of wasn't doing anything. Like I just wasn't singing. I was kind of like uh, taking a break almost, even though I continued, you know, online and stuff like that. And our music was being released. It was stuff that was already recorded previously. So it didn't require a whole lot of effort for me in that particular moment in times, but I was definitely questioning um, my purpose and, and what was the, what was the point? What was I trying to get to um, in singing about what I was singing about, you know? And um, in a time like this, I get it. Why people need that fun music, you know, they need the escape and it, I needed the escape from my own music. Cause I think I was just driving myself nuts um, because I live with those songs in my mind, in my heart every single day. Um, so it was just kind of like a strange moment where I just had to step back for a second or more than a second, <laughs> but I had to step back for some time and just kind of take a break from it. And that's when I actually started making cupcakes and doing a side hustle selling cupcakes. <laughs> it's like a complete uh, opposite contrast, like something so uh, something that brings so much joy and something so silly like a cupcake. Um, but for some reason or another, I just fell into that. And it was just a really good distraction for me at the time. Um, and I just, you know, you just need that contrast sometimes as a human being. You can't just be all serious all the time. Um, but then there's moments in time where you do need that. Like you do need to look at things uh, and face them and and really delve deeper into those wounds inside of you that um, that maybe you're not healing when you're just looking at the fun side of life. Um, but then you go home at night and you're crying on the inside. I don't know, you know, but um, there's definitely a balance and a time and place for everything. Oh yeah. Well, even when it comes to the music between listening to all the fun stuff, listening to all the stuff that dives into more serious, more deep, more emotionally driven kind of content you're not going to want to listen to just all one side or all one of the other side because you're just listening to all the fun stuff. Then when it's, you're going to end up having trouble kind of connecting with some of the stuff when you're going through tougher times in life because all of a sudden you're listening to a lot of fun songs. It's like, but it just keeps making me sad because I'm not going through his emotions. On the flip side of it, if you just keep listening to all the serious stuff, it's you're, you're going to just kind of feel void in terms of enjoying the fun stuff. So you're going to end up wanting to find that balance. And that's why we need all the different musicians and all the different artists that we have out there because everyone's going to create things that are completely different, that are completely unique to them. And we're all going to connect with them in completely in different, unique ways. And we're going to find the ones that we're going to always have fun listening to. That we're always going to enjoy. We're always going to have that smile on our face and just have fun with. We're also going to have the artists in the certain songs that we're going to focus on some more serious topics. We're going to really start to try and understand different things with our emotions, different things that happened in the past. But if we have that balance, then when those tough times come, we can understand the tough times. We can really put them into perspective and we can work through them. And then when the fun times are there, we can enjoy them. Exactly. Beautifully said. It's like a, it's like a whole 180. And because I know you also have a live stream you'll be trying to do after we shoot this. I do want to close out with this before we close out with everything. So when it comes to Seek and Hide, I know we didn't go super duper deep into the content of the song musically, but lyrically and then the whole theme behind it that's what we really dove deep into and i'm so glad we did but for everyone that's trying to get a concept of what seek and hide is about let me give you my little overall rating again head tilting to the side to see what i wrote because i don't want to mess it up overall 
definitely was not what I was expecting when the, I saw the band label as, labeled as a futuristic gothic band. But then again, what was I supposed to expect? I never heard anything like this, so why should I expect anything? The softer sound of the song with that more futuristic distortion, it gives a feel of the song with this sort of blankness, like there is something missing inside of you. And the more broken feel to your vocals, Adi, really came in to amplify this. I wanted to see this song potentially not get stuck in itself as the vocals with that more melancholic tone could have done that. But the bridge taking more of that higher pitched, uh, higher pitched symphonic metal vocal style sees the futuristic goth tone show that this is the last gasp to find that light or be enveloped in the darkness forever. It is an interesting song that will take you on a ride if you've ever, ever felt that sunshine, light, and positivity were now going to be completely void in your life from now until the day the life and the light leaves your eyes. Nice. Thank you for that. I'm getting like super duper just like poetic at times with some of these. I'm kind of enjoying it. Not going to lie. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like the way you sum that up. Well, thank you very much. So everybody, again, now that the podcast is starting to come to an end, just wait for the outro and then go and listen to Seek and Hide it, then follow them on all their socials. But Adi, as we close up this podcast, the one thing I like to do to end this is give whatever guests I have in the podcast, whoever might be a chance to say whatever they want to say, plug whatever they want to plug. So Adi floor is yours. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening again. I'm Adi from modern mimes and you can find our music at modernmimes.com. We're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, don't be shy. Come say hi. We got some shows coming up. Uh, we're playing in Ohio at the smoking country concert, May 29th. And then, of course, we have Rockfest on July 14th, and I uh, hope to see you guys there. Perfect. And now it's time for me to end with three things. One is, all right, we've talked all about Modern Mimes with Adi. We've talked all about music. Talk, we really went deep with the whole entire concept of Seek and Hide. And, I mean, you guys had to have loved it because we went as deep as you could possibly want us to. But when it comes to making sure you're in touch with Modern Mimes, make sure you're fine. them, make sure you know where to stream their music. Like Adi said, she just listed it all off for you. But I know what you're thinking. Kevin, can you just put it in the description for us so we can click it and just make it super duper easy? And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So their website's going to be there. All their social media there where you can stream their music is going to be there. It's going to say find Modern Mimes online. And I'll make it super easy for you, so you to like their stuff, follow, share, subscribe, whatever it might be. Listen, stream. I don't care. Follow it all. That's the best way to put it. Now, second, Adi, this is something that I like to promise to artists that I enjoy having on the podcast. So this happens 100% of the time because I always enjoy doing these with all my heart. I mean, every time I get a chance to do these, it's always the highlight of my day. And the promise is not an if, it's a when, but this one is one of the very few that I believe now I will actually have a specific date to pull this off. July 14th, 2021, because I will make sure that I am at Rockfest for that early day. I don't care how I'm going to get there. I'm going to make sure it happens. Yes. Because this is not a, it's not if it's a when. I want to see you play. I want to see you perform. I want to see the song played live. So there's always a promise that I'll make. And the promise is this. Once that show is over, first round's on me. I appreciate you, man, so much. And and, tr- and trust me, because we'll be camping out there as well. We'll have more than enough. So come on by and just enjoy. Definitely. And, and likewise, you know, you don't be shy over there. Come, come hang out with us and we'll, uh, we'll have a good time, man. Oh, we'll make sure it happens. I'll stay connected with you on that as well, because I mean, that's like two, that's like two months away. I mean, it's close. Yay. This year is just like flying by. I don't know if it's 
me or, or what? I could just feel like it's flashing in front of my eyes. <laughs> hey, if it means we're getting back to concert sooner, I'm all for it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so as we close out, Adi, I cannot in all good conscience end this podcast with goodbye because, well, I want to see you play live. I'm going to end up seeing you at Rockfest, and I have to make good of my promise for you and the rest of the band as well because I'm going to include them in this as well with the first rounds on me thing. So I will not end this with a goodbye because that seems way too, like, fiend final, finamente, whatever it might be. So I'm going to end it with my favorite thing. See you later. See you later. I like that. We will see you later for sure and i want to thank you so much for taking the time to uh, speak to me about the music and just chatting having a good time it was a fun one and we'll do it again sometime sounds good awesome see ya whoa whoa, folks here's my interview with adi from the band modern mimes and yes i hope you guys really enjoyed this one because after we got off the call, I told Adi this was one of the most enlightening conversations I ever had when it came to music, mentality, mindset, all this kind of stuff. And I was not fucking kidding. This was incredible. And I hope you guys thought the exact same as well. So again, when it comes to modern mimes, when it comes to finding them online, you just have to look at the description. You can find all their socials, find all of their places to stream music where you can find the website. I've got the link for the show that they're having in Ohio down there as well. So if you're in the Ohio area or around wherever that is, you can get tickets. Also be sure to check them out at Rockfest in Cadott, Wisconsin, July 14th, 2021. If you're going to Rockfest like myself, so I will be at that show. If you guys want to come and say hi to me, I will be there. I'll either have some kind of crazy hat on like my Kevin Harvick hat, Brewers hat, maybe the Marlins hat or the uh, neck gator turned into a headband kind of thing because I can kind of headbang with it too. My hair goes sloppy, floppy. I enjoy that as well. And Seek and Hide, please, please go listen to that song. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Just remember the whole entire meaning of the song. Remember the idea behind it and really let yourself be taken in by it. And on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the cool progression podcast but it was rocks for rock and will thrive my name is kevin and you guys know how i am every single one of with the big healthy and hearty see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>